And this is Dan. Together we pastor Hope Culture Church in Elgin, Illinois. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. We hope it encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. It's good to be here. Um, it's exciting. It was just about three and a half years ago. Um, we had the Dominguez family come and join us in the St. Louis area. And they shared a vision of this. They shared a vision of what could be but did not exist yet and life changes uh, that were going to happen. They believed in greatness and God has already started it and he's done it for almost three years now. And we are so proud of you guys. Would you stand to your feet again? And I'm really big about giving honor where honor is due. And I, I, I know this for a fact. We never, we never give recognition and honor as much as we really should to people who serve completely unselfishly. I'm going to ask church, would you put your hands together? And even online, you can make comments right now. Would you give it up for the Dominguez family for what they have done? Guys, I am so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I love watching nothing turn into something. And I know there's stories from you guys in this church of what New Hope, I'm sorry, what New, I'm sorry, Hope Culture Church has done. Our church is New Hope. And uh, I love, I love that God is doing a great work here. And I'm so proud of you guys. I love seeing this. It's amazing. Um, my family could not travel with me this weekend, and I apologize. I do want to kind of introduce them a little bit. You can see them on the screen right now. Um, I have a beautiful wife of 17 years with uh, four children, uh, ranging from 15, 14, almost 10, and a three-year-old. Um, I'm 41. We're both 41, and uh, that three-year-old was definitely a surprise, and... Uh, what a blessing. <laughs> I tell you what, we love that God has given us a dream, just like Hope Culture has been a dream. And I, I won't ever forget when I was 23 years old, I was serving as a youth pastor in the Illinois district. And as I was serving, I went to something called a district council, which is um, a, a gathering of pastors all over the state. And I was there, uh, there was a church planner who came in and they started sharing about them planning a church and then planting other churches. And man, I'm locked in on this guy. Like, this is so intriguing. I've never heard of this. And I'm locked in listening. And I felt like the Holy Spirit was just tugging all over my heart. So I'm glued on this guy. And he gave this simple invitation at the very end. And it was, hey, if you just felt something inside of you, would you take a moment and respond in prayer? So I remember I literally got out of my seat. I went to the front and I just started praying, God, whatever you want, I'll do it. I'll do it. Whatever you want. And next thing I know, I have this sneer moment where there are so much snot and tears. You can't tell which is which. And I'm not a very emotional person. I'm actually a very, I, I pride myself on being a steady person. I don't have real highs and I don't have real low lows. I'm just I'm smooth. My wife's the emotional one. And uh, so we balance each other out. But I have this moment, and I knew God was saying simply this. This is exactly what I want you to do. And I remember telling my lead pastor at the time, I'm doing youth ministry, and, 
And he says, that's awesome. But why don't you wait until he makes it clear your next steps and be faithful with what he's calling you to do now. And I remember, okay, I'll do that. I'll keep doing student ministries. And I did and found myself um, doing ministry there in the metro east of St. Louis. And I, 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 my wife and I, after we got married, we went to uh, the Central Valley of, of California, did ministry out there, started having babies, came back to the Midwest. And we were in Indianapolis for seven plus years. And in 2013, I'm doing ministry there, and God really blessed us where we were at. And everything was just amazing. Um, We were able to build a home, a custom made uh, home that was perfect for our family. Um, Loved it. My kids were in a private Christian school. Um, we were over student ministries there of a few hundred uh, students as well. And just it, God just kept blessing everything we were doing. And it was a great sweet spot for us. And we were there at that time about five, five and a half years. And that calling, just everything that I was doing just kept coming back to me. We need to plant this church. I couldn't sleep at night. Um, just things would keep me up. And I just started thinking about this dream that God gave us. And I'm excited to to share with you guys in October of 2015, after being faithful and resigning, leaving everything behind uh, in the middle of a school year, just it it was not a normal way of doing it. We just dropped everything and did what God said. And he gave us tremendous favor, just like you guys. And we, we planted, as you heard, almost seven years ago. It'll be seven years in October. And here's just a little picture of our church. Now, we're currently moving in a, a movie theater. We got a few hundred people who call New Hope home and, and uh, countless stories just like here of lives transformed by the power of God. And it all started with a dream. And I can tell you this, that God has a dream for you. People will come up to Alicia and I and they'll ask us, so what's it like planting a church? And this is the response I give them. We're living the dream. We're living the dream, even with, with challenges that we face and things that you know, aren't going as smooth as I would like. We're living the dream. But before we moved, that, that stirring in my spirit happened at a lower time in my life. And it didn't make sense on the outside because everything looked so golden in our life. Um, everything was flourishing. It seemed like my family was great. But I Like I said, I'm a very steady person, but I just, I was restless, really restless. And I want to introduce something called the doldrums to you. Uh, The doldrums, if you don't know what it is, it's it's this um, little layer of about 15 degrees. It's called the intertropical convergence zone. It's right near the equator. And if you look at that little diagram on the screens right now, you'll see... It's a place where the southern hemisphere turns in the opposite direction of the northern hemisphere, the wind, the trade winds. And right there at that little strip, it's called the doldrums, there's not a breath of wind. So there's movement, there's winds in all different directions, and this is how people would sail around the world at that time. But this little, just little layer, there's not a breath of wind. As a matter of fact, before there was motorized boats, this was a high danger place for boats to sail because if they couldn't get a wind, they would get stuck in the doldrums. And listen to me, 
many ships went missing and were never found because there was no wind to take them anywhere and they would die there in the doldrums. I can tell you, I experienced a personal doldrum, even though everything looked good. It looked like wind was everywhere and I should be moving in all different directions. There was a restlessness because there was something that the Holy Spirit was speaking that I just couldn't get my, my, my head wrapped around. And until we did that, I found myself just stuck. Stuck in a place where there just wasn't that life-giving spirit just moving and making me as effective as I thought. And my, my encouragement to you is live the dream that God has given you. Live out and be and do everything that God is speaking to your hearts. And I want to encourage you, dream again. Dream again. Turn your attention to the screens and just watch this video. And I want to share more about dreams. I just ask right now that you would speak to every individual, every family, God, even deeper into Hope Culture Church. And I ask, God, God, that you would bring new old dreams, God, that you would speak and, and God, breathe on us in a way to, 
to take us on course with what you desire of every family and individual and the church as a whole here. God, I believe there's greater things that you desire to do. Would you speak to us and bring clarity so we can follow your will in Jesus' name? If you don't know this uh, by now, you were created with a purpose. You were created uh, with a divine purpose in mind. And we need a dream because of it. Do you realize that you are designed in a way where God knows everything about your life? He knows every detail of your life. He knows even the, the smallest of things about you. He knew what your personality would be like. He knew what you would genuinely look like. He knew all the things that would happen in your life to give you the background that you have. And what's even crazier is he knows what your great-grandkids are going to look like one day. Yeah, I know that's scary for some of you. But he knows every detail about our lives. And he has a plan with our lives. So if you are here and you're kind of like, man, I don't know what the dream is. I don't know what I should do. Let me just say it starts with knowing that there is a plan for your life. And you need a dream because you were created with a purpose. And it makes me, it reminds me of Jeremiah and the word of the Lord that comes to him in that first chapter. In verses 4 and 5 it says, The word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart and I appointed you. It goes on to say what he appointed them to. But I want you to hear me out. You see, Jeremiah is a, a young man between 17 to 23 years old. So like this row right over here. Like you guys. Okay? And he's hanging out. And then this word drops right on him of who he is and what he's supposed to do. And this is the reality. We don't get that audible voice all the time. But there still is a plan for us in the same exact way. God knew every detail about you because he's the one that put you together. I love how the psalmist says it in Psalm 139 in verse 13. This is what King David says. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. And listen to this. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Every detail. I don't know if some of you are thinking, okay, that's a little scary. That's a little weird. Like he knows everything and he is authoring every detail of our lives with a plan. You were designed uniquely before God and there's a purpose for it. And if you know, we're in agreement with, hey, you were created with a purpose. Well, how in the world do we figure this thing out? If we're supposed to be living the dream, how do we figure out what it's supposed to be about and to know who we are and designed to do? Well, there's two ways. Okay? The first way is through speculation. Speculation. And, and let me just explain this to you. This is when uh, you go to growth track. And you show up and you're like, what purpose am I made for? And I know you guys do this so well. And, and you'll take personality tests. You will go and see what your giftings are. You'll start looking at all the different angles of your life. If you haven't done this, go to Grow Track. Go figure it out. It's wonderful because you can laugh with your spouse. You'll figure out you're way different than each other. 
You should already know that. Uh, but I want you to see that's the great way of figuring out, okay, what is my purpose? Where can I serve best? Where can I give back to God? That's speculation. The second way that you can find your purpose is through revelation. Revelation. This is the one I choose every time because you don't have to speculate. You don't have to guess. Like you know this is what God is speaking. This is what he's telling you. You are, are created to do just like that word from Jeremiah. Jeremiah, before you were even born, he knew you. And he set you apart for a purpose. Man, I want to know what God is telling me. And I'm living the dream because this is what he spoke to me. I know, Dominguez, I, I know, guys, you're living the dream because that's what God has spoken over your lives. And church, thank you for following them and, and trusting them because there's a dream for more transformed lives that are yet to walk in this room. And I want you to know you can have that same type of revelation. You know, let me explain it this way. Um, we, we are getting a new office space. I don't even know if I shared this with you yet. It's four times the size that what, what we have now. And uh, right now, we're, we got a great youth pastor and youth ministry of 60-plus of kids that are coming weekly. And they're sardined in 750 square feet of space. Literally. So we are excited about moving. But before we move, there's a lot of furniture we're, we're getting and, and putting together. And I can tell you this right now. I'm not a patient person at all. Anybody like that? Like, you want, let's knock it out, get things done. And, and uh, I, was, I was meeting with someone earlier. Zach, are you here? There, there he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we were talking. He was talking about how he's tiling his house, and he's got it all done. And, and uh, yeah, go, go to his house, check it out. They're excited to show everybody. Um, maybe. But it's one of those, you can look at all those tiles. You can look at all this uh, all this stuff that you put it together and the grout, how that goes in. You can speculate, well, I think I'll slab a little mud here and put this piece here. And, and I can tell you, if you're just speculating how to do that job, no one's going to want to come over to your house. They're going to walk on an uneven floor and things are going to be popping up later. And you better know what to do. And like when we're putting this furniture together, we're going to go to the manual. And even though it's tedious and you got to take your time putting piece together, go to the creator and find out how to do it right. And I want to encourage you, go to Grow Track. Figure out some of those important things that God wants you to discover. But there's no greater way than seeking your creator and saying, God, I don't know what you want me to do. First, read the Bible. That's your manual. Okay? And there's already spoken words to us, revealed to us. But then sometimes he speaks through his Holy Spirit. Sometimes he gives different types of revelations in those ways. Listen to God, and it's way better. It goes better for you. Um, let's be honest. Um, sometimes it's hard to try to get that revelation. But you've got to seek your creator. Let me tell you the benefits. When you get that dream, when you start knowing, okay, here's my purpose. This is why I'm on the planet. Here's the benefits of it. First is this. It gives meaning to life. It gives meaning to life. It says in Ecclesiastes, uh, the guy who is known as the wisest man to ever live, his name was Solomon. He's at the end of his life, right in Ecclesiastes, and he's reflecting on everything, and this is what he has to say. Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher, utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. Sounds like a grumpy old man, right? 
He's reflecting on all the things that he spent his time on, his resources on, all the work and, and, and wisdom that he gathered, and he says, it's pointless. It, it's pointless. Because even though he gathered all these things and he, he did wonderful things, there was only a couple things that really mattered. And he says it at the very end of Ecclesiastes. But if you don't know what you're living for, what that dream is, why God designed you and living it out, you get to a place where you feel like life is meaningless. Like I'm here and I'm just going through motions and same old thing, Groundhog's Day all over. But here's the thing, it gives meaning. Secondly, it simplifies your life. Does anyone feel like they live a complicated life? Just be honest. If you've got more than two kids, it, life's complicated, right? Okay. You guys need to have more children around here. Um, <laughs> it defines what you do and what you don't do. It, it just simplifies things. It, it helps to identify what you should and what you shouldn't do. The, the third thing is this, it focuses your life. It focuses your life. Anybody got ADHD? If you do, you might not be even following me right now. But here's the thing. You know, it, it, I have a bit of it, obviously. It, it's one of those, it, it helps you to take a moment and pause and reflect and know. It pinpoints things. It, it paints the bullseye, the whole target, and the bullseye of where to aim your life when you know what you're designed to do. Man, we've got to figure this out. What is your purpose and here's the last thing I want to just tell you that benefits you. It motivates your life. It motivates your life. You see, when you know what you're supposed to be doing, there's a passion that burns inside of you because you know and it, you wake up and you're excited to do what you're created to do. It motivates you. There's nothing worse than when you're doing something that you know you probably shouldn't be doing, but you're stuck in that realm. You just hate the grind of everyday life. Can I tell you something, church? Your setup team's awesome. I'm serious. Your setup team is, man, you guys are smiling and doing it cheerfully in the morning, putting flags up and, and setting up tables and all those beautiful signs. Great job, guys. Why? Because you know the purpose. And you get it, and you know what happens when we do things well. And God honors that. There's meaning, and it motivates you. That's when you know you're doing things on purpose. You see, having a dream is the beginning of getting out of the doldrums. If you feel like you're kind of stuck in this stagnant, lifeless place, can I tell you something? you got to find the dream and the meaning of why you're on this planet. Because guys, why waste another day? Why waste another week and month and year just doing same old, same old? It's not worth it. God has more, and he's designed you for that reason. And I want to tell you something. Some of you guys already know because God's birthed something big inside of you. It might be starting a business. It might be marrying that girl finally, fellas. Ask the question, Okay. Some of y'all smile this time, okay? Some of you guys, it's just, you know, making some big choices that you know has been planted inside of you by God. Revelation. And I want to tell you this. There's always risk and pain and obedience before receiving the promise. Remember and hear me out on that again. When you go to do whatever God is asking you to do, there's always going to be risk and pain 
But the product of it is an awesome blessing of his promise. And I want you to think about that. Before Hope Culture Church existed, there was a dream of transformed lives in Elgin. Making an impact in this city that would be undeniable that God is doing something great. And because of that, the Dominguez family left an awesome church of River City. And you said, let's do this. Let's live this dream. And and I know there was risk and I know there was plenty of pain. And there was a lot of just anxiousness and, and worry that could come. And man, was it worth it. Oh, my word, the best is yet to come truly, too. And I I want you to think about this, church. When Jesus, when Jesus came on this planet, he knew there was going to be the pain of a cross. But the promise was your eternal life. There's always going to be pain and risk. Think about Moses. The pain of losing the trust of the people, but yet God won him over with the promise of being their deliverer. Think about Esther, the risk of losing her life. But again, God used her to save God's chosen people. There was this pain and risk with Paul, this dream to evangelize the world. But this guy, you know, if anybody experienced risk and pain, it was Paul. And I'm going to show you that scripture in just a moment of what he says. But have you heard of the three rings in, in marriage? Anybody heard about those? Yes, you have. You know, fella, the one that I'm talking to, ask that girl, okay? It's that engagement ring. It's time to pop the big question, start making that commitment. Then you get that second ring, you know, where you actually get married. You put the wedding ring on, and it's life is merry and good. And shortly after that, you get the next ring, suffering. (laughs) Now listen, it's true. When you get married, two becoming one is not always an easy thing. But what a blessing. The promise of a a two becoming one, it's fantastic. And what comes together. But there's always going to be a little bit of risk and pain and just hard times. It's inevitable. And this is what Paul has to say. The guy who was ready to evangelize the whole world. This is what he tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Check this out. He says, I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. Should we keep reading? Oh, why not? I've been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, danger everywhere. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and I've gone without food. I've been cold and naked. Man, is anybody grateful for Paul? Two-thirds of our New Testament is written by this guy. He helped turn the world upside down because he had a dream that all may know who Jesus is. And I know that's a dream here. Are you willing to walk through the pain in order to receive the promise? Are you willing? And think about it. If God is revealing and speaking to you, hey, it's time to start that family. Hey, it's time to start this new endeavor, this new business. It's time to to change your comfort. 
of what you may be doing because there's something that he just keeps knocking on your heart. Man, I remember the Dominguez family coming, the, the New Hope, talking about Hope Culture Church. And I remember just all the things you guys were speaking on and, and the, 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 what you're willing to do. Here's our plan. Here's our desire. And can I tell you something? It is such a joy to walk through here and see all of you and see this whole place of what God is doing. But it had to take risk and there's some pain. And I know even family, your children, I know have felt parts of it too. That's just part of this. And there's also pain and risk when, it, when we are supposed to do anything great, especially for the Lord. But we're reminded in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, this is what we are called to do. After we throw off everything that entangles us, we are, ta- we are called to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. How do you live the dream? How do you do it? Well, if you get your eyes off Jesus, man, things get messed up. You start losing hope. You start looking at yourself. You start struggling. Our job is to fix our eyes on Jesus Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith, author of our life. Remember when I was talking about David, how he, he knew he was created and knit together. And God knew every day of his life before it was written, the author and perfecter of our faith. Do you realize if we will just keep our eyes on Jesus, things go better? You might be trying to figure this whole thing out in life, and you're tired of just coasting. You're tired of the doldrums just hanging out, just stagnant life. Can I tell you something? It's time to fix our eyes, up on, uh, fix our eyes on Jesus, and we need to give up control of our life. We need to simply obey, and we just need to keep following. Man, as kids, you know, we teach our kids young how to play the game, follow the leader. Just do what, what that person in front of you does. That's what we're supposed to do. Is just follow the author of our life. And as we continue to do that, you'll see things begin to get clearer. You know, here's the philosophy that Alicia and I, my wife, we planted with. This is what we said from the very beginning. Is we, this is our philosophy of faith. Is we pray knowing everything depends on God. But yet, we work knowing That God is depending on you, depending on us. You see, God expects you to seek him first. And to pray to him knowing that nothing good ever happens without him. But then God's saying, hey, now take this faith and go do what I'm depending on you. Now, I just got to throw out this question again. Man, who wants their life to equate to something? Who wants to have true meaning like where you wake up and you're fulfilling something? Guys, I, I don't want to waste another day. I don't want to waste another week. I don't want to just go through the motions. I got four kids, okay? And they are so busy in so many things. I'm not going to lie. There are some days where it feels like, oh my goodness, I can't believe the day's over. Like we just did this, that, that. We don't have any margin sometimes in life. And then you look back and you're like, what was the meaning of that? I'm just speaking real right now. But is there anybody here that can understand just going through motions of life? You're just waking up and going to bed and and the whole thing over and over. 
It says in Acts chapter 2, verse 17, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. And your old men will dream dreams. It's time to dream again. It's time to let the spirit of God speak to us. And truly give us a mark of what we are supposed to aim and do. God wants something great through your life. And I know he's doing it right here in Hope Culture Church. They're living the dream. And I'm encouraging you, follow them as they follow Christ. But I want to encourage you, God is speaking to you as families. He's speaking to you individually. He has a purpose to make a difference through your life for the kingdom. And when you're doing it, there's a fulfillment. All those benefits, you're motivated, you got, you got reason, you got focus. There's meaning. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet right now. Some of, the, some of you right now are struggling with this message because you had a dream. And your marriage failed. You feel like you can't even keep your kids together. You feel like you're failing in business. You feel like you're, you're, you're losing out on, on a job that was important to you. You feel like you didn't receive a scholarship, so no way. Maybe a past abuse in your life, and you kind of just said, I tried to dream, but all these things haunt me, and God is not done. And you know, he uses those broken things, and when he puts them back together, it's more beautiful than it was before the original piece. Because sometimes those scars are a testimony of God's greatness through you. And I'm just going to throw this out there. Do you understand what the doldrums feel like? I'm going to ask you to just close your eyes for a second. That lifeless, stagnant place, not a breath of air. Just stuck. No one's looking around right now. Is there anyone that just feels that in their life right now? And it's not, man, you don't like it. You, you don't want to be there, but it's just the reality of where you are in this moment. And no one's looking around, but I want you to be honest and real with me today. If you need a breath of fresh air, you need that meaning. You want that dream. You want that revelation. You want to do what God wants you to do. You want to wake up in the morning with purpose. Knowing there's fulfillment ahead. If you're here and you need that, would you simply just raise your hand? No one's looking around. You want to live the dream. There's hands up everywhere in this place. You are not alone. Go ahead and put them down. I'm going to ask the Dominguez family to come up. Pastor Abigail and Pastor Dan. Listen, I, I, I want to tell you something, church. Living the dream comes with risk and pain. And sometimes when you are moving through and pressing forward, they would never communicate these things, okay? And I don't know if they really are or not, but we need a breath of fresh air on our pastors here. We want the Holy Spirit to breathe on them to where they are speaking the truth with, with power and authority as Jesus did we want them to preach with the empowerment that only comes from the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to ask church family, would you do something? Would you just extend your hands out to, to the Dominguez's right now? And we're going to pray. And I want to encourage you, would you raise your hands up? And just as a sign, 
Holy Spirit, would you breathe on them? Would you begin to pray that God would just breathe and put them on course to do the greater things that he called them to do? In Jesus' name, God, you hear this church body praying, God, for its leaders right now. And I ask, Holy Spirit, would you be supernatural? Even if it's not seen on the outward, would you breathe? God, breathe your life-giving spirit, God, into this couple who have given up everything to follow you, God, to build your church, to build your kingdom right here in Elgin. God, I know they're praying and giving and constantly blessing others, but this morning, would you bless them with strength and empowerment from on high? God, would you restore old vision? Would you renew the dream? God, would you birth new things, God, that no man, God, can duplicate, but originally come from you? God, would you bless the pastors of this church? And God, I pray, God, that there would be fruit. God, that there would be blessing. God, that there would be an army of people that are here right now, God, motivated to go and do, God, whatever it takes to build your church in Elgin. God, would you breathe and speak and do, God, fearlessly through these leaders. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, church, I saw your hands up earlier. You're not alone. You're not alone if you raised them earlier. And listen, this may be way outside your comfort zone. Because I know for me, when the first time I even raised my hands in worship, I was like this. Okay, like I, I was nervous, I was scared. And this might be the first time for some of you guys. But even with eyes open right now, I'm going to ask you to raise your hands as high to heaven as you can. If you need a breath of heaven, a breath of the Holy Spirit, just to minister to you. Don't even worry what your neighbor is doing right now. If you raise your hand, throw them up. Your pastors are going to begin to pray over you right now. And they're going to pray God's blessing and wind over your life. Come on, let's pray. God, here is your church. Here is your people. God, there is so much more you desire to do. God, I pray, God, that as these arms are up, God, let them be like sails. In spirit of God, would you breathe? a fresh wind on them. God, begin to give dreams, begin to give visions. God, begin to pour out your spirit in a powerful way. God, not emotion, not hype, but authentically, God, would you speak with your small, still voice? God, would you give revelation? God, as they read their word, your word, and God, let it be something new. God, even though it's been there forever, and I pray, God, that you would begin to give God, dreams within this church. God, you would unite this church under one dream. God, following God with the dominions are, are showing them that God is revealing. God, would you do greater things in individuals and in families and through this church. God, all for your glory. God, would the position of their hearts now remain. God, not just for this morning. God, would you position them. Help them to position it in this way all week. And begin to reveal any way you wish, God, what it means for them to live the dream. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear about what God is doing in your life. To share your story or a prayer request, simply hit contact on our website. You can also support the ministry of Hope Culture Church by visiting hopeculturechurch.com give. We hope you have a great week.